Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monicelli with another episode of Multiple Voices. My Multiple Voices podcast, true to its name, includes different series. For example, we have the Voices of Love, where we discuss relationships, the voice of empowerment, the voice of laughter and play, the voice of pleasure, and the magical voice of archetypes and how they change the way we live. But we also have the voice of memory that includes everything from history to discussions of past life regression. There's also writing voices where we interview both seasoned writers and authors who have just started getting their feet wet with writing and we learn what can work for you as potential writers. Our series called Voice of the Spirit discusses different forms of spirituality and religion. And then Channeling Voices is a series that covers what happens when you channel, but is also extended to mediumship. Take a moment to review this podcast if you've enjoyed listening, and leave a hearty five stars. I'd appreciate it. Enjoy your listening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here with another guest, Angela Santi here. And as you guessed it from the sound of her voice, she's a bit Italian, but we'll introduce her. Say hello, Angela. Angela Santi. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Hi, Claudia. Hi, everybody. Thank I'm you so for thrilled to be here. Good, good. I'm, um, I knew that I, if I didn't catch you fast, someone else would catch you. And uh, then I thought, well, she said yes. And so she bit. And so I got you right on the show right away. So Angela, who is Angela? Angela is um, Italian by birth, but she's a cosmopolitan soul, all right? So, you know, always in the cities, similar to what I have grown up with. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but she'll talk about that. Now, she um, prides herself in being a one-of-a-kind Dolce Vita lifestyle designer. Now, from those, uh, from that word, you can probably get what, guess what it's about, but I'd prefer her to describe it. And she works with elite business entrepreneurs, owners, and experts. And she's fiercely protective of her craft. In in, in Italian, we would say gelosa. There's all. She's the only one who does work with that. The art that is the science beyond the good life. Now, it takes a certain kind of. Uh, personality to do that kind of work to work with such a, a niche so you're you know I have already this is what I usually do with guests I have an idea of what they're like but I'm always surprised nonetheless what does she do she has pioneered what she calls the four pillars of Dolce Vita life and I'm sure we're going to want to know about that the mastery model and she works privately with a select group of ultra high performers and global leaders. Um, Angela, what do you mean by ultra high performers? Hmm. So, uh, ultra high performers are those uh, A type, uh, super high achievers that want to win at all costs, they want to be productive at all costs, they want to be successful at all costs. And the cost is their life, right? So, so I am. Are they stressed? Uh, yes. Okay. A little bit. <laughs> that was my second question. What do you do with that? I mean, tell me if is your model also geared to counter that stress 
for them? Oh, yes, in a way. Um, let me tell you that uh, I um, work on both the business, uh, the workplace side right. and the, the personal side right. because the two they... uh, environments are just the two faces of the, of the same, same coin. Med yeah. yeah, of yeah. the same coin. Mm -hmm. So uh, what I do uh, with my clients is that I um, have them, first of all, understand what they are what what their goals are and mainly i make them think about three kinds of goals that it's business goals life goal and lifestyle goals and oh, the first oh, so interesting is the lifestyle goal that's interspersed with the other two um, yes do they do they come back to you as i am thinking now with clichés Oh, she's talking about lifestyle. Does that mean a Ferrari or does that mean a, you know, an economic car? Do they jump on that right away or do they have a little more farsightedness? Mm. So um, what, what, what I mean by lifestyle is not and by luxury, uh -huh. lux, it's not necessarily something expensive. It's the it's the best way you want to to live is given yourself allowing yourself to have the best what is the best you define what is the best it's not a cookie cutter thing so what is the lifestyle that you want to live because you know sometimes you have those goals for your business you know, want to be super successful play this and this and this and your life is miserable and your lifestyle sucks because <laughs> four letter word she put an s on it's five letters <laughs> okay <laughs> okay so you're not sleeping you are drinking mm -hmm. so much coffee you're never allowing yourself to have downtime and this is true of the uh what i found this is true of the americans but also of some kind of italians especially the milanese you know uh -huh. we call the yeah um, well, but... that's just for the, our audience, those who may have never been to Italy. Milan is in the north, um, in the far north. And what characterizes them, Angela? Uh, it characterizes them that they are uh, hard workers, super hard workers. They're, they, I think, I think they are more similar to the New Yorkers. They are super busy, <laughs> and they also take pride of this busyness. They never allow themselves time to rest. And, uh, yeah, and they are really having no life. So, um, whereas that's, in the South... Um, that's in the North. Yeah. My family is in Florence, in Tuscany. And so most of my life, I've lived in Tuscany. And and the Tuscans have a way of characterizing Milan uh, and Mil Milanese. They say, they're, they only think they work. <laughs> you know, they're the only ones who work around here. <laughs> So yeah. it's very well known in the country that the Milanese are hard workers. Yes. And the South, like you were saying. It's more relaxed and even too much relaxed, I would say. So the Dolce Vita, the, the bespoke Italian lifestyle, the Dolce Vita is even too uh, taken too seriously in the South. But there is the sweet spot of all that in Italy, which is Bologna, the city yes. where I come from. And I really take pride in saying that this region, and maybe it's much more similar to, to Tuscany, where, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we have a way of colliding mm -hmm. the Dolce Vita, the hard work, 
So we're having like fantastic, um, um, let's say Ferrari comes from them or the packaging industry, the fashion industry, you know, we have fantastic creator entrepreneurs, but also people that when it's time to have fun, they stop working and they decide that fun is yeah. fun. Um, fun there's, time, a, yeah. there's something to be said about that region, um, Emilia Romagna, uh, where Bologna is and Bologna has, uh, you know, I've been in Italy half of my life, so I hear all of the things people say. And from Emilia-Romagna come the most beautiful women in Italy. From Emilia-Romagna is the best food in Italy. From Emilia-Romagna is the first university, the oldest in the world. And so you get a picture. And from Emilia-Romagna, people are those who are the first on the dance floor as soon as the music goes on. They know how to have a good time. So you get this picture of this, it's it's not a cosmopolitan per se, because it is more of a countryside cosmopolitan taste to it compared to a city like Milan. So what's a girl like you doing in a place like Milan? Hmm. So <laughs> a girl like me <laughs> is, um, is uh, staying there. And actually, I am based in Bologna, and I also work ah, in Milan. Okay. I have an office in Milan because mm -hmm. Milan is more open than Bologna. It's more cosmopolitan, I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, even though um, from this year, I said now this year is the uh, 2021 is the year where I just want to go uh, globally, and not mm -hmm. just you know like working with Italians, but I like to be you know all over the the world, and I like to impact the whole world. Okay, now let's jump on that right away. Uh, first of all, what made you come to that decision? Hmm. Was it only econo the economy? No, not really. Um, when you when you introduced me, you were, we said cosmopolitan Italian by birth, cosmopolitan by vocation, and this is really a vocation. Let me tell you that I was so lucky to be born in a family of entrepreneurs since many generations, and I was super lucky because they sent me, they really empowered me, and they sent me abroad since when I was eleven, and it's. Women don't say the age, but I say <laughs> that it was the beginning of the 70s. Well, no, the, the, it was the 70s, 1970s. I mm -hmm. used to spend summer in England. And then at the beginning of the 80s, I used to spend my summer in Berkeley, California. So there, those experiences really shaped my mind, my way of being. So Italy is a little bit tight, you know. Okay. And All right. So let's say that you are bringing out your experiences from your a young age and starting to dive into more, a more international scene. What does that mean for you? Um, what does it mean in terms of changing your business? What are the, hmm. the menial steps, you know, the organizational steps? What are the, the things, the groundwork that's necessary? So the first thing is to find an audience. So, okay, let alone all the tech part, but the tech part, I was already online since 2016, so this was a no-brainer. So the technical part, the um, networking part, 
understanding my audience much deeply yes. than what I know. Yeah. Because why I ask you, Angela, is because a lot of um, my viewers and uh, audience are precisely women who are thinking of branching out from the United States or from other countries where they want to go globally. And like you said, the tech is a no-brainer and understanding the audience. What about if it's a global and international, it's quite hard to define your audience, no? Or 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 is it easy for you? Hmm. Um, defining the audience, I think, is one of the most difficult parts. So, uh, but it's, uh, it's the first very important step because it's really the, the same broad is broke, niche is rich. It's really, really true. And then def defining the audience help you make the, the steps easier because you start from a very, very uh, small niche. Yes. And as I like to work with, you know, like successful people, high achiever, by the way, what I was in the past, because I was like, ah, even though I was super la dolce vita in a part of my life, then there was a second part of my life when I was working in corporate that I was forgetting, you know, all the nice parts of living and I was just on that productivity part. You so, became Milan you you became Milanese. <laughs> yes. Yes, I became Milanese because my um role models were leadership role models that were just um typical of this Milanese maybe and also I would say Milanese man. Right. Now Not this is another thing that I wanted to get to you because um we are both women and there's no fault in that, right? <laughs> I feel pretty good in my skin. Um, the high corporate world and the high achievers today are, I'm, I'm being generous saying 70% male. It is higher than that. It is at least 80, 85. Uh, what do you do with that? Do you find that your clients, is there a mixed or are there more males than females? The person you interact with? It's very interesting because even though what you say is true, um, and even though I work both with men and women, the majority of my clients are women because women interesting. Make, yeah, because women want to change something and they want to they don't take who they are for granted and they want to challenge their limiting beliefs and all that whereas men are more in their ivory tower and they say everything is fine so or maybe they're stressed out but don't they don't ask for help do you have a um, a certain age group that you can speak of that you work with say a mill millennial seems a little young for this type of thing it might be you know 40 50 is that am i talk thinking right correctly? 40 yeah. plus yeah mm -hmm. 40 plus yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that millennials have a different way of seeing life and things. They are more into the Dolce Vita part uh, as a natural thing. And the younger they are, the less they want to uh, suffer for work. So they're asking for more welfare, more free time, more flexibility, whereas the older generation was brought up with a culture of sacrifice. Right. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. And this at a global level, we're talking, we're not just talking about right. Italy. Okay, so now yeah. when did you finally decide to break that international barrier? Is it in, is it now? Is it something that's going on now as we speak? Or have you started months before? I was thinking about it many, like two or three years ago, but I never took the courage because it takes a lot of courage, I would say, just to open yourself to, to this new work. Um, but then um, when the, the second lockdown came here, yeah. I started to attract a lot of um, expats, both people that were uh, like foreigners that were working here in Italy or Italians that were working abroad. So I was like, hmm, interesting. And then, you know, with the, with the whole pandemic thing, everybody is connected. So it was even easier for me to start connecting with other people. And then I said, you know what? Uh, I want to impact the world. And I tell you why. It's not only for an economic and financial uh, reason, which is part, of course, of the reasons of why I'm doing that because mm -hmm. we're in business. The thing is that I think that now it's the time to really get back to the quality of life because the pandemic one of the lessons from the from the pandemic for me at least and from what i see uh, around it's 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 true also for other people is that life is one life is too important too many people are dying and then many people that were inside in lockdown started to hmm to reconnect with their personal life with a more easy way of doing things in a way. So, and also there is a, like a, um, a dark side of that, not mm. setting boundaries between work and life. Ah, okay. Times. I see. Mm. Let's say, let's say this, um, just before you, you said you um, started getting contacted by expats and when you say expats, which is there a predominance from a certain country uh, who contacted you? Oh, uh, yes. Strangely enough, French, Belgian, and also, and then some Italians that were working abroad, like in India or, yeah. <laughs> no so, Americans living in Italy? No, no. Strangely enough, no Americans. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. And so yeah. uh, let, let's say you're on the road, right? You're just starting and it has started with the second pandemic. And um, has the nature of your work changed? Not the target, not the client, but the way you present. Because in the introduction, we talked of four pillars. Has something changed because of this changed clientele? Uh, yes. So when I was working mainly with Italians, my focus was, was much more on productivity. Mm -hmm. So how to stay super productive at work and also part of how to enjoy life more and to put more Dolce Vita in your life, even for Italians. Uh, for the international client, um, I'm working more on... Uh, self-care time and fun time, family time, eating well, and also sleeping and, you know, mm -hmm. all those getting more vitality. 
And um, if I can introduce you my four, four pillars. Yes, I was, that was my next question, please. <laughs> okay. So the four pillars of La Dolce Vita, and Vita is an acronym for vitality, inspiration, techniques, and assets. So what do I mean by that? So vitality is to have in place all the routines and habits that keep you energized. And um, so like sleeping, I was saying, and downtime, one important thing of this part is that the downtime should be a part of your strategy, even of your business strategy. So what I do with my clients when I check their schedule is first off, is to make sure that they have scheduled downtime every day or find mm -hmm. time every day. It can be five minutes, one hour, and whatever. And this time should increase and they should respect it as if it's like in, uh, religiously respected, just like they are respecting time for clients. Mm -hmm. So the second pillar is inspiration and it has to do with mindset. So show up with the right empowered mindset every day that keep you uh, on track. Mm -hmm. So not tell yourself stories and all that. Yeah. So and the third pillar is techniques. So like organization, time management, focus techniques, pr uh, how to prioritize your priorities and all mm -hmm. those things. And also technique, how to re relax and, you know, all these other things and assets. So what are the assets? your real assets are your skills so you need skills to implement all that you need to learn skill or empower skills like an important skill if you want to create more uh, dolce vita is to set boundaries to draw a line between the work time and the fun time so work hard and play hard in the yeah. other let's take so, a uh, case angela yeah. let's somebody comes to you know and you're i i don't my first question was going to be how long does that take but i imagine it's completely different for everyone and for many it's an ongoing process you you work with them you're holding their hand as they go on um can you give me um an example you can call them mr x or miss x of why they came to you how they mm -hmm. came to you and how long it took, how long you worked with them. And, you know, give us an idea of the nature of your work like that. Okay. So I uh, take an example as an example. Uh, it's a, he's a man and he's one of my favorite clients, I would say. So that's why I'm taking him as an example. And he uh, is a, to like to keep the anonymity you say it's Yo, no no anonymity no 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 or else people will start calling him no 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 yeah, yeah. he's a man say, that's enough <laughs> yeah he's a man and he is uh european okay i would say uh -huh. and when he came to me he was super 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 busy and also a little bit overwhelmed well how Not... did he come to you angela how did he find you um, was it word of we mouth were... yeah word of mouth yes okay word of mouth and then we, we started to chat and we like each other and since I like to cherry pick my clients because I only want to cherry work pick. It, mm -hmm. with, yeah, with the people that you know the, there is You've, a good energy between us right. and I think that the same thing should be for mm -hmm. the client there must be you know like a some kind of chemistry yeah chemistry so we talk and you know if we find that there are there is alignment then we can start um, mm -hmm. working together so 
he came and he was super overwhelmed because he was starting his business here and everything was new and he was really, really pushing very, very hard. And, uh, and he was going in all directions. So uh, the first thing that I did with him is to work on an uh, intense day, like a half a day, and I gave him a blueprint. Like we checked the four dimension of La Dolce Vita, we checked all the, the habits, the routines and, and everything, how he is organized, the techniques and, and all that. So all the things that he needed to have in place uh, and then, um, depend, you know, of course, uh, I work in a very um, tailor-made, my, my, my yeah, consultancy is super tailor-made, so yeah. I, I said, okay, so you have to work on this and this and this, and, and then we decided to implement. So we defined the priorities, and I gave him tasks on all, you know, like a goal on all the four dimensions. So um, we started with very close check-ins. Uh -huh. I would say normally it's like weekly check-ins and how are these calls are, it right. really depends. They can be short, long, and I'm always at the disposal of my clients. Mm -hmm. So if they need something, they can boxer me and I answer back or right. write me and I answer back because I say I'm in your pocket. So you know, like take advantage of the fact that I'm right. in your pocket. So whatever you need, you ask me. And then it took him like uh, roughly six months yeah. to have all things in place. And the thing, uh, the, the nice thing is that the, so the farther you go, the less uh, the check-in has to be, you know, like and right. then you start with monthly check-in or every. So, um, and after that, uh, he, well, the, the big, the two big achievements was his new business was in place and he was starting, you know, like to move. And I gave him, you know, like not business um, uh, ideas, but how to organize himself in his business uh -huh. so that he could have more free time and so that also he could give more be more gentle with himself so as mm -hmm. a high achiever he was always 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 pushing so hard so at the mm -hmm. end he was like you know what i am integrating more la dolce vita Good. in my life and he said i'm after all i was i decided to come to italy to have more la dolce vita and i was not having la dolce vita at all <laughs> what kind of business was he and if if it's um, okay to ask uh, in a finance. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. High, high paced, very high paced. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. uh, of course there should, there could also be a case when someone comes to you and it just doesn't work out. It just, no matter how long they just get caught up or something. Is that, have you found a case like that? Yes. Yes. And it was with a lawyer. Uh-huh. Uh, a male, so... always a male, a man. No, a woman. Uh -huh. So things weren't working at all because she was in a caught in a mindset trap, and the mindset trap was too tight. So uh, we were going nowhere. We were hitting a wall all the time. And um, at that case, even though, when you find this, must have come out in the checkpoints, right? Um, yes. When 
how long did you wait before you dis I imagine I don't know if you kept going or you cut the relationship yeah how long did it take you to say basta I said basta after a couple of months so <laughs> I like to give the uh, to say okay maybe I'm wrong because you never know yes, some of people course. are very slow at learning things right. at the beginning and then right the benefit of the doubt we wait the you know mm -hmm. people have yes. their own times developing and learning yeah and yeah. and that that was uh, too bad that's too bad but but you learn a lot from those cases i think right yes um, yes i learn a lot and one of the lessons learned is for me is that since i am such an empath and i really love to help people I have to put my boundaries, boundaries to set up. my boundaries as well. So mm -hmm. I'm not here to save everybody. Right. So there are some people that cannot, or some people don't, don't want, want to be saved. To be saved. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's hard enough to save those who want to be saved. <laughs> right, right. So this is a really a lesson learned. And, um, and I also think that some kind of businesses like lawyers are so used to look for and I say that's in this in Italian so il pelo nel uovo so I, I don't know yeah, if you they're have very picciuni in... in English we would say that it's an expression idiomatic expression it's a informal um well so is it pelo nel uovo they're very very picky and um and they nitpick uh, I can understand yeah 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 so it's their mindset you know as a lawyer they have to really you know mm -hmm. like every single word they have to say oh no no this is wrong this is like da, 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 da. so i said okay no you either surrender to the process or yeah so we're not meant to work together and yeah. i gave them the money back and we're happy and uh and yeah. i yeah yeah um there's i'm looking at um the information i have on you and um, it says that you believe that even those who have achieved what others have defined for them as the highest levels of success, and this is typically could, it sounds like a, a typical a, a situation of a family, you know, where all of them are successful, they've defined the levels. Even that, um, you feel that every person should be empowered to do what works for them on a personal basis and them to choose their own destiny or their own style in this case. Um, I, I, I think we've defined this pretty much. What is interesting for me is that you have been working in uh, human resources for over 20 years and organizational development. Um, and was it from there that you came and started this business or were you doing this in that world no uh it's from there mm -hmm. so uh let me tell you that i was doing i was working in the hr and organization the organizational development in my family business that was a huge distributors of luxury cars here in italy uh -huh. one of the top 10. Mm -hmm. so as normally happens here in Italy, when you are the daughter or the son of entrepreneurs, they say, oh, come and work in the family business. But what they don't do is like, oh, what are your skill sets? What are you good at? And da, da, da. So, they say, so you're a man and you go to the sales or to the finance and you're a woman and you go to something that is more HR. HR. <laughs> HR. Yeah. 
so since I have this humanistic background, because I have, uh, I'm graduated in linguistics and uh, English and American literature. Mm -hmm. So uh, the ah, human part. Did you go to Loyulma, the uh, internet? What, what, what did you go to that university in Milan? No. You went uh, to no, Bologna. I went to Bologna and then I wrote my thesis in Santa Cruz, California. Ah, so I used to teach for the University of Bologna 12 years. Yeah. Ah, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, this is interesting. And what I can't imagine was how your life <laughs> was for that. You know, they put you into this role. How did you, how did you get out? That's what I want to know. Wow. So first of all, I, well, I have no idea of what, you know, I was asked to do and what were my goals because it was just, okay, go there and in, yeah, do something. So what? I don't know. And then I was my boss. So something yes. that was really, really difficult. And I really started questioning myself was, am I doing the right or things or not? So mm -hmm. what I did is I, I, knew that I needed to empower my skills. So I went to the Bocconi to mm -hmm. study, you know, like for some... Which is a very, work. you know, for our audience, it's a very, very well-known internationally private uh, uh, university. Yeah, and I went there for some workshops and things, so to just to acquire the skills of doing that. And I started working in parallel with some um, consultancy companies and read, 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 read. So... What happened is that we were really pioneering uh, things that some uh, a lot of industries here, no, no industry like companies here, are doing now. So we were yeah. working on organizational, um, you say climate. So how people yeah. are leaving the company, and we were doing like all this welfare uh, things 20 years ago, and uh, I was really working for making my employees have a better experience of the company so that they could be happy, work better, mm -hmm. be more productive, and also have their like work-life balance, which now I believe doesn't ex really exist as a concept. Did, did you then, how long did it take you to slowly move out of the family? Or are you still involved with the family? Mm, no. Okay. It took, how long did it take? It took Oh, like like this. Because <laughs> She's happened. snapping her fingers for those of you who don't see. Yes. She's snapping her yes. fingers in an instant. Mm -hmm. I'm snapping my finger. Yeah, because the instant wasn't my choice. Ah. So even. Oh, hmm. they put you in and they took you out. No. Oh. The international crisis after the Lehman Brothers collapsed. The ah, whole Lehman Brothers, automotive yeah. industry collapsed. And in nine months, our company yeah. was dead. I can understand. So, yeah. So I was frightened, you know, because I was always, again, this thing that I was my boss and I was deciding things and things were okay and da da da. And I was like, oh, what am I going to do now yeah. that I've always been working, you know, with my family business? So what I did is so what are, so I, I wanted to stay positive and I said, what I want to do now, this is my chance to utilize my skills my my values and to create something for myself and at the beginning it was super difficult because i started working for consultancy companies yeah. but i learned a lot and i was like commuting all over italy and all that and it was 
and I was, wasn't really uh, the owner of my schedule, of my time and of mm -hmm. my life. And again, I was like, I want to change this. Right, right. I don't. Well, yeah. see, what's interesting about this is that uh, you were moved by a vision. Usually the vision comes along the way, but you, you know, really moved in hard like a tractor with the vision. And probably yes. that was your strong point. It's proving yeah. to be your strong point at a moment in time when the challenge of an economic crisis really uh, hit hard. And so now that that was the Lehman Brothers, uh, what are we talking about? Which year? Was it 2005? Uh, 2008. Okay, 2008. Uh -huh. Yeah. And then I worked. Uh, and while I was working for those companies, I started, well, once they said, go and coach this person from right. that office and da, da, da. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> and I go like, yeah, coach, teach something. <laughs> so <laughs> this is typical. I love it. You know. <laughs> you know, you worked in HR, do it. <laughs> yes. Yes. You worked with humans. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so and they don't give you all the organization and things. So they say l'arte di arrangiarsi. So yes, there is yeah, they, uh, they just, you know, think on your feet and go, <laughs> make yeah. it up as you go. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Untranslatable, really. In English. Really untranslatable, <laughs> but the Italians are masters <laughs> at it. <laughs> yeah. So while I was, uh, starting to learn these new skills, I was like, hmm. Then I will start my business in parallel. So I started this business. Ah, I see. Very interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was in person and, and it was around 2010. So when you say it was in person, you mean you had an office space and all of that? You mean yes, before we yes. could, you know, when we could talk to people face to face? Yeah. Right. And I was like uh, working like half of my time for these companies and mm -hmm. half of my time for yeah. my own business. And then in 2016, I said, OK, I'm fed up of this life and I want to take control of my results, control mm -hmm. of my time, control of my life. And I reconnected with my values and my mm -hmm. values are, again, success but the quality of life is a part of success so it's not you know like working like in the hamster wheel and you know just mm -hmm. so i decided i said bye bye to everybody i cut the relationship and then i hired an american coach and i started my own business my own uh, online when you say you hired an american coach why because i wanted to change and i wanted and i was seeing the potential of the internet but what what do you so, mean an, a, an american coach a coach for what for business coach ah okay okay why okay. an american because italians are not as um, business savvy well, mm -hmm. no they're not as business savvy and they're still a little behind so mm -hmm. when i started my business online in 2016 all italians were saying it's impossible to do that you, what you do online and i was like why do you say it's impossible i'm doing the same thing with americans you know so uh, but we have to hug and to touch each other and <laughs> the italians you know, to yeah. have yeah, I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> it's true. But you know what? I think that working online is much more effective because, mm -hmm. you know, you don't have those. So you come, you're, you're late, and then you have to wait for the person. And blah, blah, blah. Well, so there are there's advantages and positives. Yeah, right. And negatives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then, you, you know what? You can 
uh, your program can be online and then you can say, okay, let's do a deep dive in, in like in person. And this is one of my next goals is to, to organize like retreats in luxury venues here in Italy, whenever this pandemic and all things is over and we are able again to <laughs> travel. As you're talking, um, I keep thinking of the word fashion and I know that it's marginally uh, linked to style and la dolce vita and the style in it. But, but fashion per se, fashion I'm thinking of what people wear, but also how they, uh, they design their homes, what, they, what kind of furniture. Does that come creep into what you do? Um, not really, but I have a partner, a business partner that is is a stylist, is a home and a, and a how do you say, personal stylist. Mm -hmm. So this is something that I can offer if uh -huh. somebody is interested. And I like to partner with professionals of different, yeah, and also like Good move. mindfulness and yoga and all those things. Right. I do them, but I don't teach them because they're not my area of expertise. Okay, so let's I'm say more... that Angela Santi is a hub, all right? We could use the yeah. word hub, and, and the wheels, the spokes of the wheels go to different specialists and professionals when you need them at the time. Right, right. Interesting, yeah. interesting. It's a good move. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think that each one of us should do what right. their expertise is right. and not, you know, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. invent other things. And mm -hmm. um, you yeah, also so I have mentioned, this. You, I also, of course, have uh, the your website and I will be writing it in the description of the um, episode. And you talk about a booklet. I will be writing your using your email um, for the booklet to, to receive the booklet. And it's called The Laws of La Dolce Vita lifestyle and i um i don't want to ask you what it's about but give us a, a a little spoiler alert on that what what are we going to see when we look at that so i am giving 14 tips to implement and i can say for instance one is work hard play hard set your boundaries prioritize right. fun the three f fun friends and family mm -hmm. and all this so how very easy tips to implement to work in a more focused way and to enjoy really live mm -hmm. la dolce vita mm -hmm. uh, when you're not working well this is very generous of you so i'm, I'm going to I'm going to spread the word. <laughs> um, <laughs> and there is also a website here. There's also a LinkedIn um, link where they can find you. I'm so glad you were able to come. You know, it's, it's I don't know in Milan, but in, in Rome, it is raining. <laughs> it is raining. And it, it's just one of those days where this is not sunny Italy. <laughs> but to talk about La Dolce Vita really puts a little bit of sun in the air thank you so much for taking the time to come and talk to us i really appreciate thank you it. I, i'm so happy to be here thank you very much for inviting me i really love to connect so this was an amazing opportunity for me you got it thank bye you. bye angela bye ciao